The one desire. Believe when I say that I want it that way. Tell me why it ain't, ain't nothing, nothing but, but a heartache. heartache. Tell me why it ain't nothing but a mistake. But tell me why I, I never, never want to hear you say, I, I want it that way. Oh shit, we actually did it. And mostly in sync, holy shit, we did it, folks. We did it. Do you believe in miracles, ladies and gentlemen? We did that with one take and no rehearsals. Holy shit. Ah! How you doing tonight, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Channel Chasers. For real, though, that was a feat within itself. We did not practice that whatsoever. <laughs> and we were in sync the entire time. Pun intended, despite the fact that's the wrong boy band. Um, <laughs> holy crap. I didn't expect that to actually work. Um, but yeah, as always, I am your host, Jay from Mr. J's Reviews, and joining me, as always, uh, my backup vocals, my friend, my co-host, Brian Percy. How you doing tonight, Brian? Hello, peoples. Um, I'm all right. Yeah, so unfortunately, guys, our last episode on In the Dark Season 1, uh, the audio didn't process pop- properly, and uh, the audio itself is just lost. So uh, this is episode 16, technically, even though it's not. Uh, that that's unfortunate because that was a really good episode. We had a pretty awesome discussion, but long story short, go watch In the Dark. Season 2 just started. Uh, season 1 is on Netflix right now. Y'all got nothing but time if you don't work in the healthcare industry and aren't an essential worker. So, go sit down, watch it, you'll enjoy it, trust us, and then maybe when Season 2 wraps, we'll do a ep- Season 2 episode and we can kind of do a lightning round version of our discussion of season one uh but yeah this week we're uh, moving on to something lighter something fluffier something brian actually suggested because uh we were out <laughs> of shows to cover like literally out of shows our only option was one show that had come out like this past thursday and so we were like we can't really marathon a show in three days well yeah. i can't they yeah. probably could yeah, Brian, Brian Brian has a whole job in schoolwork, so it, it, it'd be real tough for him. So we were like, okay, what are we going to do? And then Brian looked this up, and it looked yeah, it seemed pretty fun to him. Like, the cast seemed interesting. And on the U.S. trend list on Netflix. So, you know, we were, we were very curious. Neither of us are, like, massive wrestling fans, so we didn't have that bit of nostalgia to it. Uh, but, you know... Still enjoyed it a lot. We are talking about the big show show. Mm-hmm. I mean I I somewhat followed professional wrestling, but that was back in like the time of the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk yeah, Hogan. I, yeah, I was gonna say I followed professional wrestling toward uh, when I was younger in like the attitude area era with the big show, the Undertaker uh, Stone Cold, uh, The Rock, uh, you know, those guys. Um, I 
I even knew who Rafiki was, but yeah, like uh, you know, so we're not hardcore wrestling fans, but we are somewhat knowledgeable, and you know, I recognize the Big Show, so I was like, okay, I'll I'll definitely check this out, um, and. Much to my surprise, I ended up really liking it. Um, and I think, mm. on, honestly, I like, you know, me and Brian were talking, like, via text. And, uh, you know, I think Brian said it best. I think this was, I understand why this show is so popular right now. Because with all the craziness that's going on on, in, on the outside, uh, you know, some light fluff, feel good, comfort food, TV, very needed. Yeah, this felt kind of like, um, I don't want to say old school because it hasn't been that long, but like no, the early I, 2000s so, Disney. So, Brian, I hate to make you feel old, but like that era of Disney Channel is over a decade old, so it is old school. Well, yeah, the like early 2000s Disney. Family sitcoms, like, yeah. Um yeah. Mm-hmm. It definitely has that vibe, and Netflix is definitely getting into that bag. They have uh, Alexa and Katie, <coughs> which is a show that I really enjoy. Um, that was actually uh, co-created by one of the creators of the uh, one of the showrunners of the One Day at a Time reboot. Uh, that's a really fun show. Um, that's also very much like a Disney Channel comedy, but on Netflix. Um, and this has a, like a very similar vibe. Uh, it, it's you know the basic premise is the big show's oldest daughter. Um, her mom got a job overseas, and so she's taking this opportunity to finally move in with her dad and stepmom and uh, sisters to finally get to know them and get closer to them. Uh, Especially because her dad just recently retired. Yep. From uh, professional wrestling. Um, yeah. So, so uh, and so she moved to Tampa, and you know, just starts to start a new life here. Um, it's. You know, it's a very simple show. Uh, you know, this obviously isn't going to be like one of our long, in-depth discussions where we like talk about like really intricate character development, character philosophies, such and such. This is very light and fluffy, so this is probably going to be super quick. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, there is a reason we opened up with "I Want It That Way," and we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, but also this this is only like they do with their some some of their sitcoms. This was part one yeah so and so literally we're only going to be talking about uh, eight episodes of a 16 episode season so yeah this is going to be super quick uh and each episode was only like 20 something minutes so yeah because netflix doesn't have commercials um so yeah um i guess we could just go character by character and kind of like just talk about like how our like reactions to them so let's start, so, with, the side, let's start with the side characters uh, should we do spoiler alert or not or what? I mean, it's the big show show, so I, I I doubt that people are like really gonna be hurt. Uh, but you know, just better safe than sorry. Yeah, this is where we're gonna go into spoilers. Uh, if you really care about spoiling the big show show. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, so we'll start with the side characters. Um, probably my favorite side character is uh Jaleel White's character Terry. The uh, the owner of the gym that uh, Big Show works at and Big Show's best friend character, uh, he is hilarious. Mm-hmm. He channels kind of like this weird, like sketchy mix of both Steve and Stefan because he has kind of a cool but sketchy vibe, but he also has that weird tinkering inventor side, which is 
very Steve. Um, so I, and, and, yeah, and he's not as like suave as Stefan. Mm-hmm. And he gets he still gets into a lot of the same like classic like slapstick comedy. That's what a lot of his bits are, which you know I still find pretty hilarious. Um, Especially because um, when you see him compared to the Big Show. I mean, that's a lot of the jokes in this show, which, you know, you would expect because the big show is as close to what the Incredible Hulk would look like in real life if, uh, if uh, he was an I believe person. he, I believe he is legit seven feet tall. Yeah, he's like, I think he's at like, he's more than seven feet. I think he's like seven two, something like that. No, like not like super, super tall, but he's like seven two. Like he, he's in the upper echelon of tall. Like, well, that and he's he's very muscular because, um, especially if you know him from back in the day, he definitely lost weight and gained muscle. So yeah, he's honestly scarier than he was back then. Yeah, he's much more lean and like you know he he's literally like a walking he's a walking muscle. I mean, that, and that's a, a lot of the other jokes here because you know obviously he's like freakishly strong. So a lot of it is like him accidentally breaking shit and like you know him threatening to hurt people. Um, but but I also like that where he's like, "I'll pay you or I'll Amazon Prime that for you." Yeah, so so he's not just a dick about it. Uh, but yeah, so that that's Terry. Terry is like you know his aspiring inventor best friend who we owns don't get the too gym. much of Terry. Um, to the fact where he's not a main cast member, he's a reoccurring cast member. Mm-hmm. There will be episodes where we don't see Terry. But um, definitely the finale is where we get to see a lot of Terry. Yeah, and uh, like he had a, uh, he had a lot of fun and a lot of, a lot of moments where he acting as show's manager. Yeah, where he gets to he gets to shine a lot there. He he really he really like you know takes the spotlight very well. Um, I really enjoy uh, Terry's character and a lot of his one liners are great. Um, so yeah that's terry so now let's talk about another side character that was a a big part of one of the kids subplots taylor swift not that taylor swift no Uh, i love this kid i mean he was a jerk in the end but i love this kid because his name is taylor swift and so he uses that markability marketability to sell himself uh to get this election as um, lower school president, and he uses Taylor Swift song titles as his campaign slogans. That is genius. Right, we gotta my, shake it off. There right will my, be no bad blood here. Write my name in that blank space when you go to vote. Like, oh, come on. Come on, man. And then he he really got me, even though I felt really bad for um, the, the daughter. Forget I forget what the middle kid's name is. Um, what is the middle girl's name? I know it's Lola, and then there's JJ. I don't remember the middle girl. Madison. Was it Matt? It was. It's just I. I don't know. I don't remember honestly. I when, will Google. Yeah, I was gonna say look it up while I stole. Uh, but yeah. So um, it's 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 even when like she got broken up with in public, I had to clap when he said, "And we are never ever getting back together." I was like, okay. I don't like you right now, Taylor Swift, but I respect you. I respect you. I knew you were trouble when you walked in, but it's cool. Maddie. Maddie. Okay, it is Maddie. Okay, yeah. 
but yeah, you know, Taylor was a fun character. Um, like I said, I knew he was trouble when he walked in, but it's all right. Uh, well, I'm sure she'll shake it off. I know he used that one, but still. Um, but yeah, no, he was he was pretty fun. Um, one character that I hated all throughout, and I I just don't like when media tries to do this. Um, angle for characters, especially when they're young, it it just feels super cringy. And like, oh, look at us. We're with the times. We know how the internet works. Uh, the one character, Monica Biggie, who is the gossip influencer, who is like Kid Keemstar, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, she's like a kid female version of Keemstar instigating drama between these middle schoolers. Like, but she only does live streams for some reason. Yeah, because apparently, like, you know, uh, whoever whoever was on the writing staff only really knew about IG Live, I guess. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I always, I always hate, I mean, especially because, you know, like, th- this is, the, like, the field I'm in, quote-unquote. Like, I, I hate whenever media portrays, like, online personalities like this stupid stereotype. And like we're not actual people, <laughs> but I do. I did like um, her Muppet scene. Oh yeah, um, where Maddie I, finally went off on her. I especially like when she's like, "Why do you insist on being called Monica B? You are literally the only Monica in our school." Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, no that that was pretty great. Um, so yeah, I feel. Are there any more side characters? Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess we should bring up Asshole Bennett. Like, he's the only other, like, relevant side character, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I really don't like him. I mean, I guess that's the point. Like, he's that, like, annoying kiss-ass character um, that is just always just trying to sneak around. He's like Starscream, if Starscream was a person and not a cartoon robot. Yeah, kind of. Like you know, if 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 you if you're in power, he's gonna kiss your ass and snivel to you. But the second that he doesn't find you useful, he will betray you in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. He's Starscream. If Starscream was a person, I'm and he's sorry. always working an angle. Exactly. Nobody likes him, and you know he, he doesn't deserve to be liked. <laughs> but uh, but uh, there are two other characters that I feel like should have mentioned side characters. Okay. Okay, cool. Go ahead. Uh, one, the coach. Oh, he's pretty hilarious. I, I uh, you know, I, I liked his opening bit with like the whole hockey team. You know, that was never really expanded upon. Like she, she got in, and then like we never saw it again. I'm sure we're gonna see it in the next half, but like that was never really expanded upon. And then um, he turned out to be also the driving coach. Yeah, and then like he used he used Lola to tail his uh tail his ex wife's uh. Well, is now his ex-wife, um, his wife's uh, ex-husband, um, and like he was spiraling out of control. He just became a sad boy. And uh, then he even used that as a way to fail her. Yeah, like talking on a cell phone while driving. That's a big no-no. I was just like, oh dang, that sucks, man. Um, Indeed, but he, he was, was pretty, he, was he was a funny, funny. side yeah. character. And another one that I just want to quickly. Add note to is uh, Kennedy. Which one is Kennedy? 
Maddie's dumb friend. Oh, the, the dumb friend, right. The one that she, she always assigns to do the glitter <laughs> because that's the only thing that she can do. Yeah, and, the, and I like it where the friend doesn't want her to see something that Taylor posted, so she tells Kennedy to get rid of the phone, and Kennedy throws her phone out the window. No, my my, no, my favorite thing with Kennedy, my favorite joke with Kennedy was when like they have to, they have to pay like the the guy who gets who gets the dirt on Taylor, and he only accepts gift cards. And she gives she tries to give like a whole ass MX black card, and they're like Kennedy, this is this is a credit card. This is an MX black card. You can't. He accepts gift cards. He goes, it's a card that buys you gifts. <laughs> She was such a small character, but she made such an impression. <laughs> she has, she has a lot of them. Like she has a lot of the funniest one-off jokes. I, I definitely agree with you there. Um, I, I hope, I hope we get to see more of her. I mean, I, I have a soft, I have a soft spot for idiots when they're used in uh, moderation. Indeed, but I guess now we we'll talk about the main family themselves. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's let's start by talking. Let's start by talking about uh, Lola, since you know she's kind of the catalyst of the show. Um, I really like her. She has a very fun personality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I was really like thinking, oh, they're gonna start her off as a brat, and then she's gonna slowly grow. No, she turns. She starts off really nice, and she actually likes her siblings. I am so happy. That the old '90s, early 2000s trend of siblings always fighting is gone now because you know I I have I have multiple siblings I have like a lot of cousins you know we roast each other all the time but we we never like fought fought like that and that always annoyed me like siblings don't always fight y'all no they um, don't and um, I, I I like that they have a very positive relationship. Um, especially the relationship between Lola and JJ is super cute. Uh, really enjoy that. Um, you know, Lola, she inherits a lot of the qualities from her dad. She's super competitive. Uh, you know, she's strong-willed. She's very willful. Um, she's, you know, tomboyish. Um, but uh, she's also her own character. She, um, you know, she... Uh, Obviously, misses home, uh, but you know she really does like it in Florida, because um, anything goes in Florida. Yeah, um, um, and you can clearly see the elements of her father in her. Yep. Which I, I love that where uh, where they like go to the, like their first competition thing, and it's like handle this like for the cook off. Yep. And Handle is the old vet, and he's like, Handle is the old-fashioned way, and he says cook-off, but she says in the ring. Yeah. And it's just like, the gumption of that girl, teenage right. girl. And she, she's like, oh, okay, cook-off, but you know, I got you next time, old man. Like, I'm just like, alright, good for you. And then, um, and then the time where... He wanted to show that she could be good in the ring, so she gets he gets her to check him, but then he yeah. actually ends up hurt. Yeah, I thought that was pretty hilarious. Uh, her her dynamic with her dad is really fun. I also like her friendship with her friendship and relationship with Cassie. It's very unique. 
Because, you know, they, they go the stereotypical route of the step-parent trying to be the friend at first. But then it, it takes an interesting swerve. And it's not a big swerve, but it's a nice enough swerve. Where Lola's like, well, my mom had me when she was young. So, like, she kind of already started, she kind of already treated me like a friend. And, you know, I have that. Like, that's my thing with her. Um, you know, what I've always really wanted was, you know, an actual mom. And, you know, you are the disciplinarian in the house. You're the punisher, which I love that gag. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we'll talk about that when we get to Cassie. But that's one of my favorite, that's one of my favorite recurring gags. Um, but, yeah, she's like, I, I, I want you to be like that. I want you to be my mom. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. I can do that. I thought that was really sweet. That little arc was nice. Yeah, and I also like the swerve of the whole um, them wanting to give her her own room, but she she's totally fine with sharing it. Mm-hmm. Which you know, as, as someone who as someone who shared a room for a few years, like you know, I like let me tell you, the catharsis of having your own room is nice, but sometimes you do miss having someone else around. Which. Uh... Something that they never really go into about this is the fact that all throughout the show, even though JJ is living on her, in her own room by herself, she still has bunk beds. Oh yeah, no. Well, I, so funny story relating to that, to like that, to my own life. Like for for a long time, uh, like w- once, uh, once my once my brother finally like stopped being a baby and uh, like start uh, like started going into his own room. We used to have bunk beds in my room. Like for a while, and then eventually, when he moved into his own room, we broke down the bunk beds and finally got individual beds. That was, let me tell you, man, freedom, freedom, good times. Um, but yeah, like uh, I, I thought that was fun, and I, I like the also just the inter, um, like the interpersonal dynamics between all the siblings too. Um, like, like you know, in regards to Lola, I think you know. Lola is definitely the one that both of them look up to, but, like, in different ways. I think, like, definitely uh, JJ idolizes her in a way because, like, again, she has, like, some of the best parts of their dad, like, in her. And then, you know, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Maddie uh, idolizes Lola because Lola is very confident and very, like, you know, assertive. Where she is very like kind of like even though she has leadership skills, she's also like a very timid, shy person, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, like Lola helps to bring that, um, bring out the more confident side to her. Like when she throws a party for her for like for campaign purposes, like, yeah, I thought that was great. Um, and like you know, uh, JJ being the DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, well, they were, and, and because they were on Netflix, they're able to do some very adult jokes, like JJ comparing her candy addiction to drugs. Yeah, like several times. And then, and then him saying at the end, uh, daiquiris, virgin yeah. daiquiris, and she's like, "No, I think I just need black coffee. I need to start yeah. being me again. I need to start being me again. I need to go straight." I'm, I'm I'm cutting off, but but yeah. Also, one other thing about Lola and the dynamics is mm-hmm. in even though they already only have eight episodes, they already did their kind of "It's a Wonderful Life" type episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
and this one was if he never retired. And I like how they showed that Lola was still back in Minnesota, Minnesota, and that um, Matt and Maddie was working for Taylor Swift. This mm. shows Taylor Swift. Um, which side note? I love that the dad kept reacting like Tay Tay. That was my favorite. That was my favorite. I was look. This show had a lot of great running gags, and that was one of my favorites. He, and I love that he's like, "I'd kill to be in her squad." And he goes, "And it's just like, wow, the big but, show is a big Taylor Swift fan." Yeah, but I love the fact that in this, um, they made it clear that the reason why, the reason why Maddie like had the confidence and all was not because of the big show. The big show. It was because Lola wasn't there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. Um, all right. So now we're going to move from Lola to Maddie. Um, and then after Maddie, we're going to do my favorite, favorite of the kiddos. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, Maddie. So I liked her arc. Again, very simple. It's just her kind of developing her confidence and her assertiveness. But I really like the payoff at the end where she's like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not just gonna let you like, you know, push me around and I'm not gonna just say yes to all your ideas. Your idea is stupid. Um, it goes against what I believe in. And I'm not gonna let that happen. I'm, I'm going to fight for the rights of all these kids. Because uh, that's what a person. And I'm like, good for you. Yeah, and I like the twists and turns that they made with her, like, uh, guys, I'm in love with Taylor Swift. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that was a nice, to- uh, that was a nice touch. Really enjoyed that. Um, I liked them having to keep it secret. Uh, that was pretty funny, and, and the whole party situation was hilarious as well. Um, like, uh, I love that Lola busts in, she goes, guys, you know, we have a situation. She goes, what, is there, like, a riot? Is there, like, a... Is there, like, a fight or something going on? She goes, oh, I wish. That would have at least been fun. There's, like, a giant nerd debate going on about straws downstairs. It's really harsh in the party vibe. Yeah, the the famous straw debate. Yep. Metal versus paper. Yep. And uh, so, like, th- that was pretty fun. Um, you know, uh, I, I thought that Maddie was going to be super annoying because, like, they, mm-hmm. ma- they make her... The stereotypical, like, you know, super feministy, like, idolizes. Uh, she has a Ruth Bader Ginsburg poster in her room and, like, famous women in history training cards. So I thought she was going to be, like, super annoying, hashtag feminism type. But no, she was genuinely a good character and pretty funny. And one of the things that, and one of the things that helped, like, make her unique and, like all that is, of course, she has her idols, but her three main idols are Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, Alexandra, yeah, oh, uh, AOC, Alexandra Ocasio Cortez, um, and the third is Leslie Nope, yep, from Parks and Rec, which I think I thought was hilarious. I, I was really hoping that they'd get Amy on here because, like, you know, Amy, 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 I'm sure has some Netflix full. Um, 
But you know, maybe, maybe, maybe next time. I'm sure. I'm sure JJ can tweet out from Big Show's account and get fucking get get fucking Amy Poehler to show up. JJ can do it. Which, by the way, I was so shocked when that happened. Right. When they actually got uh, yeah, we, what's his face? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. But also, I love that the joke with uh, back to Maddie. I love the joke when uh, JJ brings it up. She goes. Did you really think Hillary Clinton just randomly calls you on your birthday? <laughs> and she's like, is my entire world a lie? <laughs> yep. I, I love that. I thought that was hilarious. All right. So, yeah, I, I feel like that's it for Maddie. I, I really liked her development. Um, yeah. She's a really fun character. Now let's talk about my favorite character of the entire show. Indeed. Jennifer Jane, J.J. White, or J.J. Show, the little show. She is great. Oh, my goodness. She's a little evil genius. She's like, mm-hmm. she reminds me of like a, a smart, like a, a more devious, sneaky version of like Chloe from Dog with a Blog. If you guys ever watched that show. Um, yeah. Uh, she also kind of reminded me of... Uh... Parker from Liv and Maddie. I could also see that. Like it's a it's a nice combo. Uh because he's got he's got that genius vibe too. But yeah, no, I, I really, really liked her. She always she always just was playing everybody and like the constant thing was like gotta keep an eye on JJ. JJ is too smart for her own damn good. Like she's good like she she uh, she goes to she dresses as Groove for Halloween multiple years in a row. And favorite part. Because they keep talking about how, she, like, her her career aspirations is to become a supervillain. And then she's got, like, the Steve Jobs turtleneck on. And she has, a, like, a play date arranged with the rest of the smart kids from her smart kid class. And she's like, hey, Mom, could you get can you get us a, some snacks? You know, chips, grapes. Oh, what do you guys want? Bananas! And then they're like, oh, no. And then the, They're like, oh, no. Turtleneck. Scarf. Bananas. <laughs> the scarf. Oh my god, she has minions. Look at them, they're all in yellow. Oh my god, no. This is our worst fear come true. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and also, like, she she's like abusing the smart kids to like get get them to do advanced hacks. They're uh, like, they have plans, they have floor plans at the candy factory so they can break into it. Like mm-hmm. while while on their play date, that's their whole thing. They're planning a candy factory heist. Like, and and she like goes to the tech kid, and she's like, "Can you do this for me?" And he's like, "Give me a juice box in a couple hours. Uh, I can like, I I can do pretty much anything." And then like again, that 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 joke pays off because she has like like a crap ton of candy at the party, and they're like, "Where'd you get that?" And she's like, "Don't worry about it." True. Wow. But and then you got the one girl who um the teacher even says that she She's taking the Florida bar exam. So if you ever need if you ever need help with homework. Yep. I I thought I thought that was pretty great. Um uh I I liked her arc of like accepting herself fully, you know, like embracing her genius. Uh, not not being afraid to like be more challenged. I thought that was nice. Uh, uh, 
and she's just so fun. Like again, like all like all the shit where she's like messing with the Big Show's Twitter account. She gets fucking Tam from Queer Eye to show up, which, by the way, like you know, not to be picky, Tam is my least favorite member of the Queer Eye crew. If we wanted to get somebody fun, we should have got Jonathan. Just saying. Uh, but I, I get it. Well, um, Tam was Tam, Tam it, was the mom's favorite, so I get it. Isn't he also the fashion Tam one? Tam is the fashion one, and I know that like their specific problem was fashion related, but Jonathan is just more fun. I feel like Jonathan would have been a much more fun addition here. But that's just my personal queer eye bias. I'm I'm always gonna be a, a big fan of Jonathan and Karamo. Um, I just, I also I also think Anthony is highly underrated. Like you know everybody like nobody nobody shows love to Anthony and Anthony's job is super important. Um, but that's a queer eye discussion. We we're not talking about queer eye. Uh, but yeah, that that was really fun. We just get to see how like how good JJ is at manipulating things. She is just one. Uh, she is just one of the best characters. And I love it where, like, just every once in a while, it's like, JJ, what are you doing? And then it's like, so, 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 so. And she's just, like, plotting. Yep. And and, and, she, and she's, and I, I love when, like, they turn off the Wi-Fi to, like, to stop the girls from fighting. And JJ, JJ walks and she goes, what the heck happened to the Wi-Fi? I was hacking into uh, my essay about the importance of sleep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's all about the it, was... it's all about the rum cycle, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, wow. that was that was good, and also just about uh, tricking Kim and all that. It's like Lola's going to her siblings, and she's like, "What are you doing?" It and it's like we're 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 catfishing. <laughs> We're, we're catfishing a celebrity to help mom. It's like, oh, all right. I will unpack that later. I've got my own thing to deal with. <laughs> but, yeah, and she even has, like, a whole elaborate plan to hide the dog. Um, like, because, like, she thinks, like, their dad's allergic and all this stuff. So, I'm like, that was pretty fun. Um, and, but then also to show her character and all that, when Bennett starts blackmailing them and all that, she says that she has a plan to deal with Bennett, and it's smart, but also humbling what her plan is. Yeah, she li- and her plan is to just reveal is it, just to come yeah, clean. She just reveals it. She's just like, now you don't have anything to hold over us, asshole. Like that mom knows you were blackmailing children. Like, how you feeling? Um, but uh. Yeah, I, I thought that was great. She's just great overall. She's my favorite character from the show, mm-hmm. I, I definitely think. Uh, and she is the constant victim of the Punisher, which leads us into Cassie's character. I really like Cassie. She's she's more than just your stereotypical mom. She reminded me a lot of the mom from Good Luck Charlie. She has a lot of that, like, a lot of that sass and that pluck. Um, Indeed, which... It's funny though, because um, the mom is act- the mom is actually the most seasoned out of all the actors, minus say maybe Jill White. Oh yeah, what has she been in? Uh, she was she was uh in that seventy show. She was Fez's crazy girlfriend. Oh shit! 
Uh, she was in that um, Amanda Bynes um, brief sitcom, What I Like About You. Wasn't that, I thought that was a movie. Was that a sitcom? I thought that was a movie. It was a sitcom, and also, one, surprisingly enough, one of the cast members for that show. Uh, your favorite legend. Mick? He really? said sarcastically. Oh, Nate. Oh, he said sarcastically. Yes, definitely, Nate. And uh, she was also on that Disney show, Nikki, Ricky, Dicky, and Dawn. Was that Disney? I'm pretty sure. Was that, I think that was Nick. I think that was Nick. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Nick. Yeah, it was Nick. My bad. It's all good. But um, the biggest thing that she's known for, though, is she was Lauren on One Tree Hill. No shit. Oh, wow. I feel dumb. I remember you telling me this before, too. I was like, why does she look so familiar? That makes, yeah, that makes so much more sense. And she's been on a plethora of different sitcoms and stuff. But yeah, she's she's really funny. Um, I like that they don't overdo the size different jokes, but when they do them, they're really funny. Like the one where she like uses the literally uses a stepladder to kiss him. I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like all the jokes about like the the massive crater that he leaves in bed when he gets up to make his snacks. Yeah, which to be fair, they only did that in one episode, and they only did it like two, three times. Yeah, again, they like they like you. You know the stereotypical jokes that'll come from this scenario, but they don't overplay them. They know when to use them, and I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, and they do subtle things too. Like anytime they have like a family moment, sometimes, and they're all together. He just like legit picks her up and puts her on his lap, mm-hmm. and I like that there. Um, I like I said, I also like that there's like payoffs to these like running gags, like Chloe with the candy. I said Chloe, uh, JJ with the candy. Um, you know, different things like that, like Lola and her interactions with the coach, because the coach kind of hates them because like somehow their family ends up getting him injured or hurt somehow. So like mm-hmm. he has a vendetta against the White family. And then also, the the running gag with the Punisher leads up to leads up to Paul thinking that he can be the Punisher, and he tries, and he's like, "Hey, look, they're not talking." And then she takes the girl's she, iPad, and it's like, you're, "I hate you're, you." You're being a jerk. <laughs> oh, dry, uh, uh, shut up! You're a real dragon emoji. And then you, and then, and then yeah. you see Maddie just toss all of, of poor Lola's clothes out the window. It's just like, oh, well, d- uh, uh, well now they're fighting. Okay, my bad. <laughs> yep. And she's like, Punisher has to step up. I I just I just wish I just I like I like the hat. You you know I'm a hat guy. I just wish she had the T-shirt. If she mm-hmm. had the T-shirt, it would complete. It would complete it, and they're on Netflix. I know technically, it's canceled, and like it's no longer a. Uh, it won't longer be a Netflix property. You know, in a couple of years, but like it's still there. Like we can do it. 
I still th- but I still think it would be funny. Like if they do a Halloween episode and she does not dress up as the Punisher, I'm gonna be upset. But also, uh, in the same vein, though, I like how she was like, "Don't mess with the hat." I paid like forty bucks on it on Etsy and had to wait a whole month. I mean, yeah. If if you if you ever had anything custom made on Etsy, you know that struggle. Uh, I, I really did appreciate that one. Um, uh, but um, yeah, she she's really fun. I, I like the little tattoo arc, like we were talking about with Lola, and like you know her figuring out the boundaries um, as a step parent. And again, I like mm-hmm. that they avoided the stupid cliche of the like the step parent being an ass to their kid or the kid being an ass to the step parent. Mm-hmm. And they also did something that um, not that many shows uh, do actually, and that's uh, make her a character beyond just being the wife and mother. Yeah, and also I, I really like that they like. They don't make a big deal about the fact that because Lola is her stepdaughter, she doesn't call her mom. She calls her Cassie. And like, and it's not a, a disrespectful thing. It's just a, you know, my mom is mom, so I'm not going to call you mom. But yeah, I still but... respect you in that same way. Yeah. And I like her story arc with the whole, uh, with the whole, like, real estate agent thing. Yeah. And like her, her eventually like getting her own business and like making her own commercials. It kind of reminded me a little bit of like a like a fluffier version of Catherine's arc in a million little things. Yeah, kinda. But but yeah, I like I like how um, when she does work at the farm though. Uh, JJ comes in and JJ like knows everybody. Yep. She's like, "Hey, Aaron, you still rocking the you rocking you really rocking the skinny jeans, my friend." And she goes, "You went to one company picnic and you somehow know everyone." She goes, "Some people just want to be seen, mom." And then and then she's like, "JJ's like, well, you could use me," and the mom's like. Why do you think I brought you here? If, if, if we didn't have yeah. a sinkhole day, I would have called you out. I would have, I would have snuck you out of school. I like where your head's at, lady. <laughs> and then, like the moral, the moral for that episode was she takes the guy's Funko. Yeah, and she's like, "Well, I cut corners just like you did." And she goes, "All right, I guess I'll have to come clean." And she, she she's like. That's not what I did. Oh yeah, that is that's exactly what I did all. Because she goes, "We're samezies, mom." She goes, "That's not what I did. We are not samezies." And she thinks, "Oh, she goes, oh my god, we're totally samezies." Yeah, and and that's when she goes to come clean. But of course, freaking Bennett, yep, snitches on her beforehand, and so she gets fired. So she gets to have this like epic Jerry Maguire like I quit. Scene mm-hmm. and like it's it's topped off by JJ being like, "Well, mom, I know it sucks that you got cans and all, but uh, if it makes you feel any better, I stole a bunch of car keys from the office, including yeah. Bennett's dad. <laughs> goes, This one belongs to Bennett's dad." She goes, "You know that actually does make me feel better." And then also to our whole thing about the running gag, it's paying off. We had the whole running gag of the. Of the haunted house. Yep. Yeah, she sold like she went to a goth dad subreddit and she was able to pay she was able to get somebody to buy it. 
Which, yep. which, you know, like, as much as I cringed over the influencer thing with Monica B, I do think that, th- that this show, better than most modern, like, laugh track comedies, actually handles modern references pretty well. Like, that makes sense within the context of jokes. Well, I mean, yeah, like the whole paper straw v. metal straw thing. Mm-hmm. And the Etsy joke and the, the use of the subreddit, uh, you know, shit like that. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, Which... and, and catfishing, like, you know, catfishing using their celebrity dad's Twitter. Yeah, which, by the way, the whole thing about the haunted house leads to the episode that we were referencing. Yeah, where uh, basically Cassie and Sho uh, go on this, uh, like, wrestling cruise, like, one-day wrestling cruise, um, and it's their anniversary. And usually, Cassie's the one that goes all out and plans everything, and, like, you know, Sho is kind of just forced to just sit back and watch. But this time he wants to help out. He wants to be the one to step up. Uh, and like, you know, like if, if anyone if anyone's been in a relationship before, usually when women say they don't want something, that's when they want something. And so she's like, no, I don't need anything big for this anniversary. It's fine. Show like a normal, logical man is like, OK, that clearly means she wants something big. Yeah, so he's taking this wrestling gig thing, mm-hmm. and, and like he, you know, we get to see a lot of old school classic wrestlers, um, like his buddies and Mick, Mick Foley, Mick Foley, Mark Henry, Rafiki. Yeah, it was so cool seeing. It was so cool seeing a Mark Henry, and I will, like, um, especially like again, it's paying off an earlier joke. Uh, they mentioned uh, like that he used to braid McFoley's hair all the time. We get to see McFoley, and <laughs> he's got braids. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty hilarious. Um, and yeah, so like they uh, like he even like ha- hires like a ba- like an acapella group to serenade her with uh, Backstreet Boys. I want it that way, but she's so busy selling the haunted house that she doesn't really have time for any of the activities. Like, his boys end up eating this really nice, like, seafood tower that he got for her and everything. But in the end, like, Sho and his wrestling buddies, like, you know, put on a show for her. And they sing, uh, I Want It That Way for her. And it's really cute. It's really, really cute. These massive-ass men singing a classic 90s boy band song. It was great. Yep. Uh but yeah, even though they aren't like professional singers, but they actually, but they still did pretty well. I mean, they're professional entertainers, so they were still able to rock it. Um, but yeah, so I guess that transitions into the star of the show, the show himself, a uh, big show. Let's talk about it. Um, I really liked his arc. Again, it's very simple. You know, he's trying to find a purpose after retirement. And, you know, at first, he's like, maybe I could do something with Cassie. And he tries the whole real estate thing. And he ends up raking everything around him. Um, Which, that was so funny. Right? And he's like, they're like, all right. Cassie's like, yeah, I have a very special job for you. Okay? Yeah, yeah, she puts him on muffin duty. And then, like, 
a fan is like really excited to talk to him about stuff, and he's like, okay, this is my chance to impress him. And he he tells all the stuff that she's not, he's not supposed to tell about the house, and it's just like, yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah, but he still grabs a muffin. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so so then he's really down, and then like Terry decides for charity, um, to hold like a kind of like that that thing in Spider Man. Where like you know you last around in the ring with the big show you get like a, a like a year a year free membership to the gym or whatever, and so like he has this whole little uh, mini circuit of like doing matches again and it really reignites his love for wrestling and he realizes you know maybe I'm not done yet I thought I was done I thought that, I thought I was good I closed the book on that chapter in my life but maybe I'm not quite finished with it yet. Um, and so he thinks about like getting back into it again, and then of course that caused a lot of tension with his family, especially with Cassie with her new business and Lola, who upended her life because she thought she would finally get to spend time with her dad. Which, which by the way, I love the way that they like did that with the fact that he just openly announced it without consulting them or anything. Yeah, and then and then when he's goes like. Hey guys, guys! It's like you want to go. Get, you want to go get some ice cream, and then JJ's like, "Read the room, bro!" Like, come on. Yep. It's just like, oh man. Uh, but yeah, we already talked about it. Like, real quick, I really enjoyed the "It's a Wonderful Life" episode that they did. Um, you know, with the, Terry, and he's like dressed in all white. Yep, and I, I love that he goes. You know, I I use I usually um. I'm usually naked in my dreams. He goes, well, thankfully for the both of us, especially me, you were dressed. Yes. And then also the fact that they go to, they go to the dream Minnesota to show where she is. Yep. And it's still cold. And he's like, somehow, even though this is a dream, it's still cold. Yep. I I really enjoyed that. Um, also, we didn't, we, we barely touched on it with, um, with Lola's arc, but I, I did like that, like, uh, you know, just to show how great of a dad Big Show is, he went out of his way um, on Lola's birthday to uh, get her best friend from Minnesota to come come mm-hmm. by because she was still in homesick. I thought that was really sweet. That was a nice gesture. Um, it shows. Yes, it was. It shows just how I like much he how cares. genuine he is. Yeah, like, you know, he's not the smartest guy, but he he genuinely cares, and he always means well. Even when he's doing, like, the cringy dumb shit, you can't help but just be like, oh, he's trying, man. Like, the whole Greg Turbo episode, which, that is a really cool name, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, when, mm-hmm. when he ends up, like, <laughs> accidentally dating his daughter's boyfriend, because he's, like, a massive uh, Big Show fanboy. And um, he, he's forced to break up with Greg. <laughs> and, I, and I love how they explain that, too, because he was like, I was so worried about you dating and so worried that you'd bring home a bad boy that when you brought home such a good guy, I got too enamored with it and too ran away with it. Yeah, and plus he was a fan. And come on, he's charming. How, can, can you really blame me? <laughs> and she's, she's like, you guys were doing, you guys were gonna go apple picking. Like, who does that? It's like, well, it was apple season. Oh man, it was. 
like I, that that was really good. Uh, and again, uh, like the cook off episode with Lola, like I like that. Like even though Lola's technically the main character, like all the kids have really good moments with Show. Um, mm-hmm. Like and and I also like the fact that uh, that even though of course he he's a he's a big guy and uh, needs a lot of like calorie intake when you're that big. They don't do too many like fat jokes, but they do manage to bring in food and make him a chef. Yeah, I thought that was pretty I mean that, and that makes a lot of sense because you know, especially with wrestling where you have to constantly maintain like a weight, you have to have a very specific diet. And and I love that where uh, they were late where uh she goes to Cassie is like up late at night thinking and she goes into the kitchen and he's there. Yep. And he's like, Yeah, I was up late stewing my thoughts and then I realized that I actually wanted stew. Yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty funny. Um also he makes like this Scooby Doo style sandwich that's called, he called a dad sandwich and it looks delicious. And it was like fifteen no, twenty-two parts. Yeah, twenty-two pieces. That's why I said it's like a like a Scooby Doo sandwich. If you ever watch like yeah. old school Scooby Doo and see the sandwiches that Scooby and Shaggy make, that was legit the yeah. sandwich he made. And Lola shocks him, and he's like, "Can you help me pick up the pieces of my sandwich?" It should at least be. It should. It should at least be twenty-two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which I, which I thought that was great. Um. And I like the whole speaking about food and like his stuff with his daughters. I like the whole episode about the subplot about the what led to the cook off, which was yeah, the whole with the recipe uh, because like they came up with this special thing when uh, when uh, Lola him uh, when Lola was a kid because it was one of their one thing that they used to bond the the couple times they got to see each other back in the day. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really sweet. And, like, you know, he didn't want to change the recipe because he wanted to preserve the memory of that special time, you know? Like, again, he's super genuine. And even so, even when the cringy shit happens, you can't help but just be like, oh, come on. Yeah, and one of the moments that was, that was sweet but also funny was at the end of the episode where uh, they're like, okay, to make up for a fight and all that, we'll go get will make you something, and then he comes in the room and he's holding Chinese, and he's like, yeah, with the cook-off and all, we kind of ran out of food, so we just got Chinese. Yeah, we just got Chinese. thought that was great. Um, and also, I liked how at the cook-off, the dessert portion where they'd finally made up and everything, and they didn't have anything left, so they just put Girl Scout cookies and everyone yeah, said Yeah, well. Lola still wanted to and shows like, they came from the same box! yeah oh that that was that was great uh but yeah all in all this was a great show man it's it's nice light and fluffy nothing super serious nothing groundbreaking but again this is just a nice little comfort food bite-sized show that i think uh you know Mm -hmm. people will really enjoy and if you got kids definitely watch this with your kids this is definitely like a, a for the family affair type of show um, and I, I think it's really sweet, and it's not overly cringy like how some episodes of Fuller House, you know, were. I, I think this has a nice balance. I, I really enjoy it. And also, one other thing, just real quick, is um, I like how they make like 
little references here and there, especially to the fact that they're on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like, like JJ makes a reference to Frankie and Gracie. Yeah, Grace and Frankie, and she's like, you know, uh, you know, uh, every everybody everybody loves Tomlin, but like, you know, don't sleep on Fonda. Um, yep. And then, like, like we said earlier, uh, Tam from Queer Eye shows up. Uh, you know, so like another Netflix crossover. The Queer Eye Boys show are showing up everywhere. They were on Big Mouth. Um, they were also on uh, another Netflix show that I can't remember. Um, and, and now they showed up on this. Like they're really good. They're really going. They're really like having fun being the Netflix poster children. Um, indeed. Which, uh, but yeah. So, uh, any closing thoughts on the big show? Show. Uh, just really good, fun, like fluffy type show that was really good, and I really like, and um, I can't wait to see more of. Yeah, hon- um, honestly, I uh, like you know we we covered this out of necessity because we were out, but now I genuinely am looking forward to hopefully being able to cover part two uh, when it drops. Yeah, and uh. I know typically we do speculation, but with a show yeah, like this, yeah, it, it, it's not—it doesn't really warrant it. Like there's there's nothing to really theorize. Like, although I will say that one thing that I, that I would want to see is possibly a love interest for Terry, and or a separate non-family friend for the mom who isn't evil. Yeah, I, I would like that. I would also, um, you know, maybe at some point, like. Like for maybe like a Christmas special, like for the holiday, like Lola's mom gets to come, and you know we get to see that interaction. Yeah, because we haven't seen her. Yeah, we've only saw a text message, uh, like that one text message in the beginning. So I would like to see uh, Lola's mom at some point. Um, uh, but yeah, um, great show, uh, solid pick, Brian, solid pick. Thanks. I was just looking through. I was. Saw a Netflix and they said this show and then I was like, "What the hell is that?" And so I googled it and then I saw a trailer and I'm like, "Hey, that looks pretty decent." Hey Jay, why don't we try this? And he's like, "Okay, we'll give it the three episode rule. If we watch three episodes, it'll be cool." And so I marathoned it real quick and I was like, "Yeah, I really like it." And Jay's like. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then as he started to watch it, he more. <laughs> yeah, and it. I was just like, okay, yeah, no, I really like this show. And I ended, up, I believe, I finished it before you. Um, uh, yeah, so like, yeah, it was it was one of those shows that like it really grew on me pretty quickly. Uh, it was a great, it's a great show. Really enjoyed it. Um, so Same. yeah, now uh, we've come to that special time of the night where uh, we are going to tell you guys uh, what is coming up, going on, and what has happened on our individual channels, both. Uh, Blair and YouTube for Brian, uh, just Blair for me. Links in the description down below. Also, if you want to do, uh, if you want to send us feedback and uh, you know just tell us how we're doing, give us any of your opinions on any of these shows that we've talked about. You can reach us at channeltasterspodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, if we ever get any feedback, uh, we would be glad to read them on air. Um, and also, uh, don't forget to leave us a rating. Uh, if you're listening to us through Apple Podcasts, because that's the best way for more people to actually find our podcast and, you know, grow the audience. So, yeah, Ryan, 
what is what have you done this week and what is coming up for you uh this coming week well honestly uh this week i didn't do much beyond uh the fin- the finale for Nancy Drew and the premiere for in the dark um hopefully by the end of the weekend i can get out a late another late review of harley quinn on Blair. great episode um fantastic uh i the 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 cat portrayal is real solid nice and uh then uh monday i think uh roswell's coming on but i I'm, I'm dude, honestly, so I'm I'm so behind that I'm just like, you know what? I might just do a season overview because, <laughs> like, it uh, it just keeps stacking up more and more. Yeah, because I'm keep... already two episodes behind. Same. So same. So yeah, I might just do the same thing. Yeah, because um, also we don't know if this has like this has a full season anyway because of you know the virus. Yes, but also um this. Legends isn't back this week, is it? I don't, I don't think so. But don't quote me on that one. Well, well, I know, uh, I know, Supergirl and all isn't. Uh, it comes back a week from. Yeah, I think all I think all the Arrowverse stuff comes back at the same time. Um, I want to say so. I think it's next week. Uh, so no legends. And then um, Wednesday is uh. Freaking Riverdale, which I don't cover anymore, thank God, because last episode was... <laughs> Yeah, honestly, about that, that episode almost broke me. Um, but it definitely solidified that I'm not I'm not covering next season. But uh... Oh hey. At least according to IMDB, uh Legends is coming back this week. Oh it is, cool. Uh we'll we'll double check that, but cool. With with the episode titled Zari Not Zari. Nice. Uh and this one looks interesting. Um then but also uh Nancy Drew's done for the season because of the pandemic. Yep. Um Thursday is uh, Katie Keene, which I need to catch up on. I'm yeah, I'm uh, I I forgot that it came back last week, so I got I gotta watch that episode as well. Same, um, because we we clicked on for In the Dark, and we were both like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh snap, that's a whole episode. I don't remember seeing this episode. This is definitely new. Yep. Um, I- and apparently it ends on a big thing for Jorge. And for and some revelations for Pepper as well, so interesting. Interesting. Um I hadn't heard that yet. But um Well at the part I came in, like something was revealed about Pepper. Um Interesting, because Pepper is definitely an underrated character. She's the most mysterious. I think that's why I like her. Also um, you know, I'll, I'll tell I'll, t- I'll tell you I'll tell you uh, off off camera like what it was, but it's pretty hilarious because it involves a character that I, uh, it, the character that like shows up is named Hannah, and I've always equated her because of the Lucy Hale show. I've equated her to the Hannah of the group. 
So I just thought it was funny that like the character from her past is named Hannah. That shows up. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Interesting. But but yeah, and then Friday is Harley Quinn again, which hopefully I can finally do at a more uh, more uh, timely fashion. Yeah. And then Sunday we go back to our regularly scheduled deeper type darker content yeah so saturday we are doing nancy drew uh as brian said nancy drew ended this past week and boy what a season it was um i'm glad we had this little light fluffy palate cleanser of a show because we're about to get into some very deep and spooky stuff uh so definitely look forward to that Watch Nancy Drew when it drops on Netflix, y'all. You will not regret it. Uh, it is, no. It's going to be one hell of a binge. So, please, if you trust our taste in TV at all, watch Nancy Drew when it drops on Netflix so you can, you know, join in on the discussion for Nancy Drew Season 1 next week on Channel Chasers. Uh, as far as... Oh, go ahead, Brian. I was just going to say... Uh... You see Nancy Drew, and I know that it has some diehard fans, but some people think Nancy Drew and don't think too much. But this show gets very dramatic and very spooky. And also, it avoids all... You know the CW has a very specific connotation, which I hate, because everyone assumes that every show on the CW has to follow like the stereotypical CW stuff. This show completely swerves all of it. And I mean all of it. I mean, I won't even say it, but they did like something that was kind of like almost a milestone for TV. Especially the for finale. And then they did something. They did something that's super rare in not only just the CW, but YA TV shows in general. They have resolved relationships. People have broken up remain friends and there's no underlying feelings of a oh am I going to get back with this person no we're just cool now we're just cool it's fine so yeah it's it's, it's swerved a lot of the bullshit that the CW is known for and that I hate that like I have to defend this network so much I am so Mm -hmm. glad I am so glad that there is a show that I can point to to be like this show doesn't do any of that bullshit so yeah. shout out. Yeah. Um I have a hard enough time convincing my my parents to watch anything on the CW. But luckily they're fans of Supernatural, so I got that little bit of the wedge open in the door. Right. Okay. Yep. Uh so yeah, so that's what we're doing on Channel Chasers. But as for me, uh I if you have been keeping up with my Blair content lately, uh, because I have had barely any shows, I've been getting really into a seasonal anime. Um, but in terms of actual, like, regular American TV that I've been doing, uh, I've got One Day at a Time, which I will continue to do on time on Tuesdays. So, unfortunately, I will have to skip Legends for a few weeks um, because uh, well, One Day at a Time only has a few more episodes left before they have their mandate, or they have their break where they had to stop production because of you-know-what. Uh, because, you know, this does go on YouTube, and saying that word tends to, you know, 
not make videos do well. So, yeah, you know what happened. So they stopped production. So they only have a few more episodes left. This show, I'm so glad Pop TV saved it. And somehow it's even better. Like, they stepped up their game. It's funnier. It's snappier. It's uh, it's just so much better. I don't I don't know what it is, but it's it is better somehow, and it's just fantastic. So happy it's saved. Uh, so happy I get to cover it on a weekly basis. Uh, love one day at a time. But in terms of the anime that I'm covering, I am I'm doing Tower of God, uh, season one. I am doing My Next Life as a Villainous. I just did a review of episode three that went up earlier today. Uh, I did do the second episode of Kaguya-sama: Love Is War. Because I forgot that it started last week. So I'm doing episode... I did a review of episode 2 for Kaguya-sama Love is War Season 2. And uh, I'm probably doing a couple more animes. Because again, uh, I'm running low on regular American TV. Because production got shut down on a lot of shows. Because of, you know, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just going to treat it like it's Voldemort. And just not say its name. Oh, um... One, one show that I, that I watch... Uh... Slight plug here. Uh, the acronym for what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, they they refer to it as human malware. Yeah. So yeah, human malware happened, and so that shut down all the production of the shows. So I'll, I'll be covering a lot more anime now, and I'll be doing more like experimental, not experimental content, but more like um, discussion video type stuff. Like I'm gonna do some writing videos, maybe like. Uh, how I'd write some characters. Tw- you know, Twitter has been asking me about that. I'm going to start that eventually. Um, going to do those. Going to, you know, try and try and mess with some stuff that I haven't done yet on the channel. Uh, since I don't really have that much TV to cover anymore. Uh, at least not until like May. So I got, I got time to kill. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for joining us for uh, this episode of Channel Chasers. Hopefully the audio will properly save. Fingers crossed. Uh, but until next time, hopefully we'll catch you guys next week for our Nancy Drew episode. All right. Peace. See you guys.